Tim and Simon in the morning. And we're back to the Up for Discussion podcast. Hi, I'm Tim Blay. Hi, I'm Simon. And uh, uh, this is the Up for Discussion podcast. Yes, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's a little weird today because we're not, uh, we're not, uh, we're not a Tom's. We're not a threesome. We're not a triumvirate. We're no, not we're threesy not, peasy. We're, we're just, not, we're not a trinity. Just me and we're, Sim. We're just a duality. Yeah, the we're father and the son. We're just a twosome. We have no Holy Ghost. Just a regular old pair. Uh, yeah, of socks. Yeah, or of pants. Um, yeah, or pants are cool. I enjoy pants. I studied pants. You studied pants? Yeah, I studied pants. What I told you about this, right? No, you didn't. In my, my master's degree was uh, like theoretical physics about universes that were shaped like weird two-dimensional shapes, such as like donuts pants? and multi-hole donuts. But the way that you would... I would... Universes aside, I would like to see a multiple, multiple hold, multi-holded donut. Well, I think that like, would be really good. It, it, donuts are a bad analogy because donuts are solid. These are like hollows. <laughs> it's like an inner tube. Like so, imagine an inner tube shaped universe. Oh, or, so and shaped then, like the inside of an inner tube. Like the surface of an inner tube. Okay, so not shaped like a CD. No, no, no. Yeah, shaped okay. like the surface. So, so if you go around, if you keep walking in the same direction, you end up back where you started. Gotcha. But then also imagine that there are, like, you know when you go to like a water park and there's inner tubes for two people yes so like universe is shaped like that yes uh so we were studying those but the way you study those is that you cut them apart into pairs of pants and then you look at the pairs of pants into pairs of pants yeah i'm trying, I'm trying to if you cut, i'm trying to imagine how like so it's shaped like an eight yeah it's shaped like an eight how does an eight look like a pair of pants so if you cut it along like say you've got an eight yeah and then you cut it vertically through all three lines so so it's kind of like little M's. Yeah, little M's, but they're they're like sphere they're they're circular, right? Like there's there's they're basically a sphere with three holes in them. Okay. And that's like a pair of pants. It's got like one for the huh. feet and one for the huh. body and two for did the Did you did you come up with a uh with an interesting like a like a punny name for it? Actually, the official scientific term is pair of pants. Pair of pants. Yeah. So <laughs> that just makes me think of that. Anyways, we are a like pair that. today. How's your week We're been? We're a pair. Uh, my week's been good. Yeah, I uh, I know it's been a good it's been it's been a good week. I had a good uh, good weekend. I was at a youth retreat. Oh, okay, uh, I was helping lead it. Uh, oh, we that's did, fun. Uh, did a really cool. I, I led a cool thing on uh, on meditation. Okay, and uh, I don't. I'm not saying this like uh, you know toot my own horn, but uh, I think it went really well. I think it like it meditation. opened up meditation, not medication. Meditation. Okay, like meditate. Just for all you listeners out there. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I've, I found that like. A lot of the kids that I wasn't expecting to get a lot out of it got a lot out of it. And a lot of the kids that I was expecting to get something out of it got even more out of it. Hmm. And I did too. It like, I don't know. It like solidified something. How do you meditate? Because Tom and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago when you weren't on the podcast. Yeah. About how one meditates. Is yours similar to that? I don't remember how you guys uh, were were talking about it. We were talking about sort of when you want to remove distractions from your head in order to meditate and how like you can't. You can't mm. just ignore them because then they pile up. You have yeah. to like you have to like acknowledge them and say, "Okay, like that's fine," and I'm going to put it aside, and then yeah. like, slowly do that with everything. Yeah. So I, um, the way that I'm that I tend to meditate, I learned it from uh, from my girlfriend Claire. Okay. Um, she she has learned how to meditate through what's called mindfulness, which is admittedly a like secularized version of of meditation, but well, you know what's good is good. Cool. Um, and so mindfulness is essentially kind of thinks about... Or Hold on. I'm going to cough. <coughs> nice. Continue. So mindfulness kind of... Um, you, you, you give yourself a, a certain physical sensation. So generally you'll like focus on your breathing. 
Okay. And that's what you that's what you feel. That's better on. than what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Give yourself but a particular I'll, physical I'll, sensation. I'll, I'll get to it like you know, or or you can like rub your hands together or maybe like you know, rub your your knees or something. All right. So you essentially you give yourself you give a, a simple uh, stimulus. This is getting into dangerous territory, and especially for a youth retreat. So breathing, I focus on breathing. That may, that's um, that's better. Stick so you, that. so I, I gave them a couple of like breathing exercises. All right. Um, how to breathe with your diaphragm because you don't people don't breathe properly. Well, it's weird to think about it. I but mean, properly is kind of a relative term, right? <laughs> <laughs> like. For That's example, true. when you're running, you don't want to breathe with your diaphragm. Like it's it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Your guess, your entire body is heaving up and down. But yeah. when you're singing, you need to breathe with your diaphragm or you have no projection. Yeah. So anyway, so I tell them to breathe with their diaphragm because most of them don't know how. Mm. Um and then so the idea of like no distractions is just you you think I like to think of your thoughts like clouds. Okay. So when a thought so a thought like comes in like a cartoon. In, um in, in in the sense that it comes in and then it goes out, so you you don't linger on it, you don't like stay there. You know, you just kind of, you know, let's say you, you're you're breathing and then you start thinking of like what happened last weekend, and then you go okay, that, yeah, and then you just move on and then go back to your breathing. So you mm. don't try not to think about it. You kind of like you said, you acknowledge the thought and then you move on, and then you let it drift by and like a wisp of cloud. Exactly. And then if you find yourself. Um, lingering on a thought then you go back to your breathing and if you find yourself continual like like the breathing's not doing something then i told them that they can like rub their hands together just kind of hmm. you know just kind of yeah so what's like the goal of such a meditation um just to like achieve a kind of relaxation the goal the goal hmm. is really just to do it so even if you're like quote unquote not good at it you're still doing something and it's still beneficial for you okay um so the the goal is really just to do it and you can start with like you know five minutes and then maybe 10 and then maybe 15 um, and I find that like having taught it to someone else really like solidified it for me in terms of like a, a pillar of how I should live my like a way that I should live my life sort of in spirituality and also just in well-being as well. Interesting. So do you find yeah. that when like in your day to day life, you like do you apply the practices of meditation when you're not specifically meditating? Absolutely. Actually, I have a really good example for that today. Oh, snap. Um, Go for it. So our good friend Desiree. Desiree. Uh, Shout out to Desiree one time. One time. Um, so uh, Desiree has been trying to get me into this like uh, neuro study. Oh, yeah. I was um, in that. Yeah, that thing. So I I went to the behavioral thing today. Okay. And uh, there were a couple tasks that relied weren't like specifically about thinking. It was just kind of um, it was, like a computer thing where I had like a, a green key and a red key. And whenever something happened, I, ha- I had to either press on the red key or the green key depending on whatever yeah um it's just like a yes or no switch kind of thing. yeah and and i found that i became so much more focused on it when i just like stopped (laughs) kind of stopped thinking about what i was supposed to do and just focused on my breathing hmm and i just kind of like stared into the center of the screen and then just let my peripheral vision and my subconscious take care of it. Right, because this is one of those things where you see something at the side of your vision and you yeah. have to tell, tell yeah. them whether it's like blue or green. Or... Yeah, so like what it was was that there'd be an arrow and it would either be pointing up or down. Right. And if it was pointing up, then I would press the green button. And if it was pointing down, then I'd press the red button. But they would they would appear like all over the screen. Oh, yeah. Right? So the, re- the lef- like left arrow will appear on the right side. and then like, Exactly. And so yeah. it, it get kind of confusing because like you'd be an up arrow on the right and the red button's on the right. So you'd think of pressing the right button. And then it gets super confusing and I'd overthink it. But then when I started to just breathe mm. and to not really think about it, then it became a lot easier. 
Interesting. I should. I uh, also I also like to do it. You know, when I'm transiting, I I tend to transiting. Listen. Yeah, like when I'm on the mo- when I'm on the metro or oh, the bus th- or something. I thought this was some sort of like spiritual plane <laughs> kind of term. Like I'm uh, transiting between <laughs> the worlds. No. Um. No. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I just like, you know if I'm in the metro and I tend to listen to music or mm. or podcasts mostly. Um. But every once in a while, I'll just be like you know what? I'll unplug and then I unplug and I just pick a spot on the floor. Um, or you on the sit on, sit on the floor in the metro. I look at a spot. I sit on the seat and I, okay. <laughs> and I look at <laughs> a spot. Floors is dirty, man. <laughs> Seats are probably dirty too. The poles yeah. are filthy, but yeah. you know. Um, so I, I sit on the seat and then I pick a spot on the floor to look at, to look at, ah. and then I just think about my breathing. Hmm, that's interesting. On the metro, mm-hmm. usually, like I wouldn't want to calm myself because wow. I f- because the metro is like my raw material generating workshop for like new creative ideas uh, i see i'm just like like whenever yeah. i'm in the i'll get something some song stuck in my mm-hmm. head and then i'll think of something and then i'll yeah riff off of it and it's, that like, makes sense i found that because for a long time i had a phone with a broken headphone jack and so i okay. couldn't listen to music in yeah. the metro and so i was doing i was doing that instead and i came up with so many ideas and then i got That's a new good. phone that uh, did have a headphone jack and i started listening to music yeah. And then I realized all of a sudden I was getting no more creative ideas. That was like my time. It's like in the shower, you know? Totally. Like you have nothing else to do and there's kind of this white noise around you and you can just sort of yeah. let your mind go and think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that because I'm at school and at school I'm doing a ton of creative stuff. Mm. Like that, I'm getting a lot of, of that creativity done. And, and, it's, and even when I'm at work, you know, I do a lot of web design and stuff and that's where right. I get a lot, all of my creativity out. Mm. Um, but I do still like, I don't know, like I, I haven't yet moved out of my parents' place um and so i do a lot of thinking of like where like what 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 my place is gonna look like when i when i move out and okay I'm, uh, I'm gonna go out there and say it uh i'm on pinterest a lot oh really um, i'm not on pinterest i love it i yeah. really really like it it's there's a lot of um i like i know that nathan Proudlove was on it and was talking about it and he okay. said that um it's, it's just a great place right. for inspiration it's got, like, little communities of things eh? totally and nathan you know if saying. i'm if i'm thinking of like oh i i you know i i what could i make my my living room look like and then i'll just like look up a bunch of things of of living rooms and the the it's like i treat it kind of like kind of like google images okay but like a curated google images ah like ins- um, inspiration kind exactly. of exactly yeah. and and i found out like a lot of um uh like woodworking projects as well i've been getting into woodworking a lot um, all right oh yeah out, how's I your found, how's your ampersand it's coming along I've uh, I'm I've I've been sanding it a lot, so it's uh, I've been amper sanding it. <laughs> but um, pro- probably once I'm done today with the podcast, once we're done recording today's Wednesday, I'm just gonna go home and uh, do uh, finish up a little bit of sanding, uh, just sort of to correct the shape a little bit. There's a couple lumps that should be there, mm. um, and then just paint it. Nice. And then once it's painted, I'll make the base, and then once the base is done, then I'll uh, I'll just screw it to the base. Okay, and yeah. then you need two things for it to be between, though. That's the next step. What do you mean? Well, it's an ampersand. It can't. It can't stand yeah, on its, it's own. Yeah, it's a it's a symbolic ampersand. Mm. Is it an ampersand? Um, I mean, it stands. It ampersands on its own. But does it ampersand anything else up? Like if you made like a, a book stand out of it or something. Um, like I mean, it, uh, like one day it might be a bookend. Or so it might. Empress and Amber Bookend, Amber Bookstand. That tried to be fun. It was, it was close. It would be a good, like, like if you do ever end up getting, like, you know, deciding you want to propose to somebody, it might be a good gift. Like, you and me. <laughs> uh, Maybe. I don't, know. 
I might, yeah, maybe. And then you can wax poetic about the history of the ampersand, and if she still likes you, you're destined to be married. That's that's one thing that I appreciate about about my girlfriend is that she is super into the things that I'm into, but not. No, that, okay, that, that's not entirely. She's really into me being into the things that I'm into. <laughs> that is something that I think you need. Yeah. yeah, is that she's not necessarily really interested in like, you know, the history of like. Quebec French. Right. But if I start talking about it, because I'm really interested in it, so is she. I think that's one of the cool things about like when you're when you're really like it doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship, but just like when two mm. people really yeah. appreciate each other and like Yeah. They they they're interested in each other enough that anything they say is interesting because it's about yeah. the other person. Yeah. Like that's a really cool phenomenon, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think I think I've like kind of perpetuated a little bit the the joke that what i say is not interesting right and so well i mean i definitely have right like it's i i make that joke a lot but i think that um i've kind of caused this cycle because i make that joke a lot and so i'll start talking about something that i'm like oh this isn't interesting and then my friends respond to it and then that's kind of created a little bit of like a like a self-esteem thing in Uh, me where i'm I'm starting to believe that the things that that I find interesting are legitimately not interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone has to have those things that they find interesting that yeah. nobody else does. And like, like there's some part of you that th- there's got to be a balance, right? Because yeah. sometimes you just have to accept that, right? A lot of people yeah. are not as fascinated by like fluid dynamics as I do, mm-hmm. a- and that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. They have other things to be fascinated with. Yeah. On the other hand, I am. I am just completely ignorant of, say, the world of aesthetics. Yeah. And but I, I can tell. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, podcasters, you can't tell that I'm dressed poorly. <laughs> so this this I, uh, this brings up a point. Today, yeah. my friend Katerina um, decided that we should go and look at clothes. Um, she has this long-standing plan that she wants to teach me how to dress, <clears throat> and it's it's not like. Like it's it, it wasn't even to buy clothes because we went to like an expensive store and right. everything there was like, oh, I would not pay more than a third of the price of this item for this item, <clears throat> but probably eventually we'll go thrifting or something. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. point was just to like show me what like a good outfit looks like, just like on a mannequin that totally makes and sense. be like, here, this is like, here, I will explain to you why this shirt goes with this blazer. Yeah. And what is the difference between That's like, very nice. That's yeah. very cool. It was Do you, cool. Is it, um, is it something that you're interested in? Because I know that a friend of mine also like doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to aesthetics. And when his girlfriend took him out shopping, he kind of had an identity crisis and a little bit of a, he kind of started freaking out because he he he's not the kind of person who will care much. And right. then she was trying to get him to care, and it was kind of a thing. Like, do you is this something that you would like to get in? I think I've had a bit of a transition on this other, yeah. over the years because I've had people in the past like try to convince me that I should care about how I dress, and I've always sort of written it off or like even sort of been like insulted by it, you know? Yeah. As like oh like you, you know, e- either you don't appreciate the way I dress or that like you're trying to make me care about something that I do not care about, you know? Um, But I think I've sort of grown more to appreciate that like this is something that is important to people and other people are like legitimately good at, right? Like it it is difficult for me to pick a matching outfit because I've never developed that intuition. If you, if you walk out the door five minutes from now, I won't even know what you were wearing. (laughs) Like I do not remember these things at all, but if, For the record, I'm wearing a red and black plaid shirt with black jeans and a white t-shirt underneath. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a wolf on it. Oh, nice. 
But I I think like what I I do appreciate that you know image is not irrelevant. Image is something that you know people look at you and that's the immediate thing that their mm-hmm. eye goes to and like there's nothing you can do about that, you know. And yeah. to presume that that just shouldn't be important is sort of to deny the basis of like human yeah. psychology. Yeah. So the thing is that I'm still not good at it and I don't really have the capacity to do it by myself, but if someone wants to like teach me how to have yeah. that insight and that knowledge, I, yeah. I don't know. That's, you can never go wrong by learning a new skill, No, for right? sure. And, like, that's totally how it was for me. Like, I consider myself to be, like, rather well-dressed. Yeah, and you, I, you I, look pretty good most of the you. time. I And, like, I, I put an effort into it. And, I put in, and sometimes, like, I've legitimately, like, before going somewhere, been like, what do I wear? I don't know what to wear. And then mm. I realize how silly how silly that is, and I just kind of pick a thing and then go. Right. Um, but I know that, like, I started by just saying, hey, I want to go buy a thing. Uh, hey, female friend, come with me. <laughs> and then, like, I've – and at some point I started to, like – you know, learn how to do it myself and figure it out. And, uh, and every once in a while I'll like text a friend of mine with a picture of a, of an outfit or um, a shirt or some shoes or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, do you think this looks good? And generally they'll be like, this looks really great. Or mm. like, Oh, you should pick this one instead of that one. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. And like, I'm, that's another thing that I use Pinterest for. Mm, like right. this, this summer I, I went to Los Angeles for my cousin's wedding and I, I was like, I'm used to weddings happening in Canada where it gets real cold. Yep. So, you know, you you wear a lot of layers, and then I was like, I don't like, I don't know what to what to wear there, and so I just like looked on Pinterest for a while, and I decided on an outfit, and I got a lot of compliments about it. Mm. Yeah, I think I, like it's it's interesting now, like coming out from having been shown some explicit things about out- outfits, because now all of a sudden I have some sort of framework for looking right. at stuff, yeah. and like it's fascinating to me because I instantly forget what mm. people wear. It's like I have a complete blank slate in my mind, like huh. nothing, nothing before was anything that I could look at and make any sort of judgment on one way or the other. Um, So now all of a sudden, like just walking home, for example, now I look at someone wearing something and I'm like, oh yeah, that goes with it. And I I realized that like, this is a skill that you can acquire. Totally. Because I think a lot of the time I just thought, well, I don't have that gift, whatever. But it's just that since I've always ignored it, I have no like... I have no knowledge base for yeah. developing that intuition. And really all intuition is, mm. is having like a big base of knowledge about something that's become completely internalized yeah. to the point that you don't even remember how you know it. Totally. You just know it. Yeah. It's, I mean, that, that's the, that's the interesting thing about aesthetic is that everyone can have an opinion about it, but no one, but like at, at some point before you get interested in it, you don't know why you have that opinion. Your opinion could be right or your opinion can be wrong. Right. And like I get this a lot in web design. Okay. Where I've done, you know, extensive amount of reading to see like what makes a good website, what makes a bad website. But a lot of it is still um, you know, intuition or a lot of it I don't necessarily know the reasoning, but mm. I'll know that like this looks good because, you know? Right. And and like if, you know, before I would know what a bad website was, but I wouldn't necessarily know what a good website was. That's the thing. So many you know? people understand. Like, or the other way around. I, you know, sometimes I'd know like this is an incredible website, but I don't know why. Yeah, same. That's that's the same here for especially for visual things. Like when you go into someone's house and it looks like a home, I, yeah. it's like it's the most comforting thing totally. in the world to like feel like this is a home. And yet I have absolutely <laughs> no clue yeah. how to make that happen. Totally. My walls are blank. And my furniture yeah. is all at odd angles, and who knows? <laughs> no clue. Yeah, and I think I think that one one Maybe of the that'll things, be my next project. <laughs> one one of the things that I'm that I've been thinking about a lot about the way that I w- dress on kind of a day to day basis is mm-hmm. like, what does it say about me? Okay, you know, and 
like I don't necessarily want to look good for looking good's sake, mm. you know, and there's there's a hundred ways of looking good and there's a hundred ways of dressing well, but I want to dress in, in a way that looks good, but that also says something about me that I want to show. You Interesting. Know? So I, I found myself more and more gravitating toward like not fast fashion, but like sort of more classic looks. Okay. So I'll wear a lot of like um, just Oxford button up shirts that fit. Right, so they're not they're they're not like you know for like for a while it was super fashion to like wear super big things and I don't I don't like that I yeah. and I don't like something that's particularly tight either it just it just fits right and like Oxford shirts are just like blue or you know, like Name gray me. or burgundy or whatever and it's not like a particularly strange or weird color or pattern. So what do you right. think that this says about you? Like if you're if you're making a statement with your clothing, what I'm, is the statement? I I would think that it's 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 grounded, right? Like I'm not going for something flashy or I'm not going for something, um, I don't know, particularly visually aggressive, but I'm, I'm just going for something classic and I'm, I'm, I'm grounded. But, but at the same time, the fact that I pay attention to what I wear and the fact that, you know, I try to look good shows that I have, I care about like, not just that, you know? Yeah. And you care, you care about how, like about yeah, other people in a way by presenting yeah. yourself to them in a way that totally. they will like. Yeah. I think I think I would say that in kind of a different way. Like in thinking about fashion for myself, I realized that I would like to to do that to like present myself in a way that doesn't look bad, but also in a way that says as little as possible. Yeah. Like like because I don't I don't think that I want my clothes to make a statement about me. Mm. I think I would rather like leave that to yeah. myself to make statements. That makes so, sense. So to me, what I would like to find is the way that you can look good without yeah. like in a way that like the clothes are just there to make you look good, but they're not there for any other reason. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they just fade into the background. It's like, okay, yeah. like that's, that's fine. It's, it's good. It doesn't, like, that, that it doesn't stand for mm-hmm. something necessarily, but yeah, that doesn't strike me as like particularly difficult to achieve. Probably not. Like there, there was a time when I wore, like pretty much exclusively these like cool artsy threadless shirts, and I still, I still have a, I have a lot of those. That's kind of my current wardrobe a lot of the time. And I, I still wear them, but they'll be like under a shirt, for example, Mm. right? And it's not like you know, I, I used to really want to showcase something with what I was wearing, and I want to be like, oh, look, look at how cool I am, and look at how artistic I am. Look how clever my choices are of what kind of T-shirt I buy. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now it's more like you know. does I, I it's more like about how I feel in it and like do I feel comfortable does this feel does this look nice do I feel nice in it do I feel comfortable in it and like that's kind of what I go for and that's why like I don't know I wear a lot of button up shirts because I feel like I try to go for a sort of casual chic casual chic casual chic where I don't know what like, those words if, mean but go for like, it casual in the sense that it, I like I would look okay if I was just going to a cafe with someone or just going to a bar, but I wouldn't look super out of place if I was like at a dinner party, mm. you know. So like if if I wear like a nice blue shirt with you know nice black pants and and or black jeans with like a pair of like I don't know just regular shoes, like I, I that's that that would look fine. But if I wore like a um, oversized t shirt with like a trendy design on it or whatever, that might that might look a little strange if I wanted to sort of present myself nicely at like a dinner party. Or at, yeah, um, for sure. I don't know some sort of like like you know event, right? And I I, th- I think I'm going a little bit for what you what you were saying, where it doesn't make a huge statement, but it like 
the lack of statement is also a statement. Ooh, right? classy. See, that's that's sort of how I I thought about my complete lack of caring about fashion was that it made a statement. But then I realized that it was mostly just a misanthropic statement about how I, you know, like not caring about... It's not so much not caring about what other people yeah. think as much as just not caring about other people. Yeah. You know? I so, can, but the like yeah. the only thing the thing that trips me up about fashion now, like now and thinking about this stuff and sort of changing my opinion is just like the cost of it. Yeah, uh, I the it's like, definitely a hurdle. It's, like yeah. the the fact that I can either like I could either buy this one coat right, or I could like buy. 10 pizzas to like <laughs> hand out in, on the street or whatever yeah. to like feed like a hundred people yeah. for a meal. Like, like the fact that I would, I would rather spend it on like a coat because that coat is fashionable is like really, mm-hmm. really irksome to me. But so like, I think thrifting is going to be my friend. I mean, there's, there's definitely some places that are like quote unquote fashionable that do look good that are still, you know, not expensive. Yeah. Not particularly expensive. And it's like, you know, I have like three, four, Four, like maybe four places where I shop, and that's it. Right. That's where I get the majority of my clothes. And like I'll have, you know, I get my jeans from Levi's just because I know that they're good, really good quality. And I think like I don't tend to go for a brand because it's the brand. I tend to go for a look. Right. And generally, certain brands will follow that look. Right. So if I shop at American Eagle a lot, which I I tend to, it's because they have the things that I'm looking for. And if I shop at H and M or Old Navy, for example, you know, I I don't tend to like shopping at Old Navy because of their ethics. Right. Whereas H and M and American Eagle have like pretty decent. Okay. See, like, I H and M more than American Eagle, but still. See, I shot pretty much exclusively at like Value Village and Salvation <laughs> Army because like I was very strongly. I I don't know. I come from a a family that like our entire family doesn't really give a hoot about fashion. Like right. my dad has had the same shirts for like forty <laughs> years, and they're all full of holes, and he just yeah. does not care. And like my mom, yeah, oh, she has some interesting outfits that look mm-hmm. good but they're all like sort of cobbled together and like yeah. that's kind of how i was raised is like if you are spending more than five dollars on this piece of clothing <laughs> you are spending too much right yeah. so that's i don't know that I, th- I think i i still kind of like i i want it's, it's like i'm trying to play both worlds now like i want yeah. that to remain true but yeah. also not do what that implies yeah. which is basically just go and pick out a bunch of t-shirts mm-hmm. at salvation army and then yeah. walk around with like big kahuna burger or whatever on my chest i mean i i really think that it's about you and it's about what makes you feel comfortable right like Mm. if like that that's really what shows is when you're you're showcasing yourself rather than your ability to be super fashionable or whatever right like if um like i i've i've been thinking a lot about um and Maybe we can close this conversation because we've been talking about clothes for a really long time. That's true. <laughs> but we like, should probably get to some like, other topic. You know, when, I'm, when I'm thinking of sort of the, the rise of things like skinny jeans and narrow suits and, you know, like, like tight-fitting clothes, and if I think of like in the 90s where everything was super big, right? Yeah. And if you, if you look at um, – I'm going to bring up Frasier. Frasier. Because okay, Tom's because, not here. Because so. Tom isn't here and he's going to be super mad that we talked yeah. about Frasier without him. <laughs> and I have no point of reference. I've never seen Frasier, but go ahead. I've maybe seen one episode. Lovely. So um, if you look at like suits from, from that era, it like creates a shape, right? Like the pants are pleated and they like follow a perfect line right to the floor. And you can't, you have no idea what the person's right. like. It looks gives like you this look. big generic blocky like, yeah. executive look. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, it's like there's, there's a lot of skinny jeans. There's a lot of like fitting, like fitted things. And yeah. you can see people have like 
every shape wearing those. And mm. and that that just the way I see it and what I like about it is that it shows the person. It doesn't mm. show it doesn't project anything. It just shows the person. And then of course but of course there's some choices like what the pants look like, if the shirt says something or whatever. But I think that like it it's showing the the person themselves. And that's what I like about it. And I think that really the main thing is like what are you comfortable in? You know right. I, like you wearing what I would wear might might look and feel weird to you because you feel weird in it. If you feel weird in it, everybody's going to see that. That's true. That's And and it's going to it's going to make you uncomfortable, it's going to make everybody uncomfortable, it's going to make the situation you're in uncomfortable. But if you're you like Hank Green has the song about he only wears t-shirt and jeans. And that's because he wants people to get to know him through talking to him, not the clothes that he wears. Right. Although your t-shirt could say something if you have something on it to say. But that, like again, but that's what it goes for, right? He yeah. he goes for shirts that don't necessarily say a lot about him. And I think the main thing is be you. So what do you guys think? Do you have uh, fashion tips for me or Simon from the few pictures of us you have seen or from the many pictures of my head that you have seen? Yeah. Do you think that it's even more showing of the human person if we just all be nudists? Let us know in the comments. Um, I think I think there are practical issues to being nudists, especially in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indoor nudist colonies, would, they, would, they would be required. Or just move to Florida. What be if an, you only... Wore hot water bottles. That was just if your I entire. If I only wore hot water bottles, like just tape them all around your body in a gigantic warm blanket of hot water. That would be warm, but it. I feel like I would lose mobility. Mm, possibly, but then you could also roll down hills. Could I? Yeah. If you, there, those things are those things can take. Uh, you're a, you're the physics major. I feel like that's. Dude, I study fluid <laughs> dynamics. This is my speciality. <laughs> hey, do you think we should? Uh, do you think we should? We're halfway through or so. Should we plug the Patreon? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Hey, let's go to Dev Two. Yeah. Do you like this show? If you do, then you can give us money. Go to uh, Patreon.com/slash Up for Discussion. Donate a certain amount of money. It says per month, but you can donate for just one month. Oh, you can. Oh, that's cool. So you I can mean, do it you, just once? You, you can donate and then cancel your subscription. And I think also you can actually do like an automatic stop paying after this yeah. month thing. So the, like, you, you're so smart. You, like, you like, can figure it out. Like if you want to give us five cents, you can actually do that. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll feel a little bit weird about that. We won't give you anything for five we cents. We might resent the, you a tiny bit. The perks start at, start at $1, just yeah. FYI. But, uh, you know. Another thing you can do is pledge to donate $1, and then hopefully we'll fulfill your perk before the month is up, and then you can cancel your pledge. Yeah. And you won't have to pay anything. Yay. So if that well, feels, sounds I mean, good. I mean, I'd personally rather you not do that. Yeah. Anyways, shout out to, uh, I'm blanking, who's the guy that has already donated to us? I think his name is Dave. No, that's completely wrong. Pete. It starts with a P. Paul? Paul, Peter, Philip. No, it's none of those things. I'm uh, sorry. I know you're listening. Por- Porthos? I should have my phone with me. Uh, Christopher? Anyways, he gave us $5. Shout out to him. Um, and uh, yeah, patreon.com slash out for discussion. Yeah. So what else have you been thinking about? Um, well, I had a very strange experience on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So a friend of mine, uh, I hadn't really been in contact with him very much 
uh, in the past couple of years. But I knew that he was at Concordia in film, and he knew I was I was at Concordia in theater. Okay. And so we kept being like, yeah, we should like uh, do something together. We should do a thing, yeah. Yeah, man. right. Man, we had yeah. super good creative like you do juices. a thing, and I'm also doing a thing, yeah. and they work together. Man, we could we could we do should, so like, much. Do things. Yeah. Yeah. So he finally did that. So okay. He reached out to me. He was like, hey, I'm doing a, like an audio project. Do you want to be a part of it? I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. He's like, great. Uh, he emailed me the the script, and he said, you're going to play the part of the sun. The sun. The sun. The sun. The sun of the mother. The sun of the moon. Um, no. Okay. And so the I read it, right? Of... And, and essentially, like, I, I only read that. It was like maybe three or four pages. And okay. I only read the part that I'm in, which is near the end. And the mom, like, kind of comes in and goes, hey, are you still doing homework? And then the son says, yeah, you know, I've been at it all day. And she goes, you need a break. You should, uh, you should go see the band that you wanted to see who's playing tonight. I got you three tickets. Okay. And then he's like, oh, are you going? Oh, thanks. That's so cool. Is dad and you coming? And she goes, no, I want you to take your friends. Oh, and the kid goes, oh, thanks, mom. You're the best. And that's kind of it. And that's that, oh, that sounds pretty. Right. And so I'm like, okay, much, that's, I don't really know what the purpose of this conversation <laughs> no, is at this point. I didn't, but, I didn't really look into it. Right. Okay. I was just like, okay, this is what I say. Cool. Um, and like, I, I, that, that's not exactly like good actor. But yeah, you should probably know your motivation. <laughs> but your motivation is you're a kid in a bedroom that wants to go to a concert. I think right. you can get a break. Yeah, but you know, try to know the whole piece as a, as a whole. Anyway, Kay. so um, well, maybe you want to be ignorant, just like you know, maybe like you want to only know what this kid knows, and this kid's just been in his bedroom. Yeah, that's true. Or, but you know, or maybe he's he he knows what's going on, and he's pretending that he doesn't know because. You know. Mm. Anyway, uh, the okay. reasons be- well, will come will become obvious because okay. he he essentially wrote a like fake Viagra commercial. Ah, uh, okay. And so the mom's trying to get the kid out of the house. Ah, so okay. that she and his dad can um can get to fulfill the, uh, their marital duties. Yes, can do more the thing that people do. Do the um, do the hokey pokey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and so so I get there, I show up, and he goes, "Yeah, you're not gonna play the son. Uh, you're gonna play the man." And Ooh, I go, oh, fun! The man, and he goes, "Yeah." So basically, uh, you're having a one night stand. All right. So most of what you're gonna do is sexy sounds. So this isn't even like mom <laughs> trying to get son out of the house. So like she and this, her husband. This is like can... a separate scenario. Uh, so on the script, there were like three different scenarios for like this like fictional sex bill. This sounds like a long commercial. I mean, like it would, it would, it'd be like three short commercials. It's like one of these infomercial right. things that just play no, no, for no. an hour and at three a.m. No, it'd, it'd be like three commercials for the same product. Ah, okay. so, um, so essentially, I was like alone in a studio, about maybe a little bigger than your room. Wait, you don't even get a partner? How are you supposed to like? There's there, there's only one mic. Oh dear, only one mic in the room. So and like they, you know, they they record every part individually and then like overlay them together. That's interesting. So who got to perform first? Uh, the girl did. Uh, interesting. Okay. So I got to hear interesting sounds. <laughs> All right. And um, and then I got to, and then I went in, and I was just completely alone, and they like dimmed the lights, right? This to, is uh, <laughs> getting. Had, are you sure that this is an actual project <laughs> that they were actually doing this for artistic purposes, or did they just was this, I, is your I, friend just messing with you at this point? I mean, I don't know for sure, but you know, everybody else there was also students, and they were all so like. You know, I will never know for sure, but it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can ask to hear the final product. I did, and he said he'd send it to me. Okay. Um, but they, they always anyway. say that. <laughs> they always say they'll call. Yeah, yeah. they never do. Um, and so I, I stood there, and essentially the scenario is there's a one-night stand. Okay. 
and then the guy um maybe uh you know get um reaches his final destination a little too early interesting right and so i have to make the sound for that I'm I'm not sure I want I'm I'm like I have this moral dilemma right now that I am facing on this podcast because I'm really curious what you chose and I really want to ask and at the same time I really don't want to ask Oh dear. <laughs> you don't want to have that like sound in your mind I don't want to come to, back. Like, like I don't want to know what you chose, and I really don't want to know how accurate it is, but... I, I will say for the record, I do not know how accurate it is. Okay, well, that's that's good to know. Yeah. I imagine that it would have to be a little played up for the microphone, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it is, like, you know, they, they I did have to, like, exaggerate it a little bit, mm. and especially because it is a radio show, so you have to, like, create... You have to compensate for your lack of visual. Right. Um, anyway, so... Maybe that, you can just tell me, like, in terms of seconds, how long is the noise... So, you know, first you have to you have to make the um, the, the the prelude, yeah. Right? The, um, which which essentially was me making out with my hand in front of a microphone. <laughs> does that work? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yes, it does. Okay, it sounds really it sounds like really accurate. Okay, um, wow. I mean, not like perfectly accurate, I but have pretty to close. Make out with um, my hand and, and experiment then, on this. <laughs> and then you know, add certain. Um, vocalizations right. to it, right? I'm trying really hard to keep this PC and <laughs> FC or FA. FC? FA. Football club? Um, I was like- For adults? Fa- family correct, but I, I- Family friendly? Family appropriate. I just, just go Double with- Double F. Just go with NC-17. I'm trying to keep this NC-17. I now. guess this this is, you could be NC-17 and go full on with this. Yeah. So, so I- PG. PG. Word. So I was, I'm trying to keep this PG, but the 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 recording definitely was not. Um, All right. And so you know, and then and then uh, so I did that for maybe about like a minute, mm. and then it was like a good maybe like ten seconds where it's 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 he's it's being stifled, but then you know it can it cannot be stifled. It any cannot longer. be stifled any longer. Um, oh, you that poor. Fellow. And then and then there was there was a line which was uh, like. What? So sorry. That's never happened before. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Which, like, is the worst thing to say if that happens, right? Probably. Yeah. I, I, would I, I mean, I've, what, are, like, what are your other options? Maybe that's a good place to start. What are the other things you can say? I mean, like, to, to try to pretend that that's never... I mean, it, it's possible that it's never happened before, right? But I think that, you know, it, like, it doesn't mean everything's over, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can still keep going. Yeah. You're not done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, but just be, you know, she's be, not. be considerate, or he's not. You know, yeah. in this case, it was a. a, a it was. A lady. I, I presumed you were playing a man. I was playing a man, and I presumed that you were the the, the counterpart was your a counterpart was a, lady. was a woman was a lady. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so then, like in in the scenario, is that like after that, there's a pause, and you hear the neighbors, just going straight at it. Oh right? dear! Like uh, like uh, so. This is like the oh, I get the yeah. ad now. So. So that that happens, right? And it's, it's essentially just like just go for it, just go wild. Wait, so you're also wild. playing the neighbors? Yeah, I, I think they I think they like change the voices a little bit in post just to make it a little <laughs> bit different. Like try to be a different guy having <laughs> sex now. But um, you cannot was, sound like yourself this time. <laughs> sound like somebody that else. Was, it was it was certainly um, 
is easily the strangest thing I've ever done. Did you have? Did they like critique you at all? Because this is something that I hear about <laughs> like like actors that do sex scenes. Is that like like it's huh. really. You know, basically, you've got you've got this entire like cat like crew of people. You've got the sound right. guy. You've got the director yeah. being like, "No, like that's not how you have sex. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> this is not how um, people do it." So I've I've actually read about how sex scenes are done okay. on, on films, just because you know I'm an actor, and it, yeah. it, it it for all I know, it might come up right. one day. Um, and I, I was just curious to see, like, like well, how does it happen? You know, I have all these ideas, yeah. but I don't know for sure. Okay. And so essentially, they like interviewed a bunch of people who, like, a bunch of directors, yeah. and a bunch of them. I mean, they all see it differently, right? Okay. In my case, I was completely alone in a room, so no one was looming over me. Right. Um, I had headphones, and the 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 guys were were telling me, like, you know, they they, they weren't telling me that like that sucked or you know that wasn't accurate. They would just like, once I was done, they would say, okay, try to do this a little differently, or you know, try to you know, so, like so for for the line, for example. Um, I did it a couple times and they wanted me to like elongate the word never. So instead of like, oh, that never happens. I'd go, that never happens. You know? All right. That, that kind of thing. Um, but not, or or they'd be like more, be more vocal. Yeah. That's, that's like the, yeah. Okay. Um, but in, in terms of sex scenes, it really depends. Like one thing that's for sure. Actors do not actually have sex on camera unless you that, are very particular movies. Unless it is a specific kind of movies that are not generally shown in movie theaters or on Hollywood, really. Or that one that that European guy did. But yes, I I don't know that. Mm, anyway, so yeah. um, so like actors don't actually have well, yeah. sex. And right. Not only that, but like generally, if you're like if you're in a sex scene, like your own, you're clothed to the maximum extent possible for the yeah. scene to work, right? Yeah, and, like, to, to the point where, you know, in some cases, the guy will just put a sock over his junk or, like, a cushion in some places, right? Right. Um, there, like, there, there are, like, a certain kind of underwear that, like, matches your skin tone, and then it's, like... Fun. And then there's, like, a, a little piece of, like, latex or something that's put at the seams and then makeup to blend it in, so you... You're not actually naked, but it looks like you're naked. Right. Right. And, I've and had, then you can always fix it in post. Totally. And I, like, I've had some friends who've, who've talked about having, you know, being a part of sex scenes. And uh, they said that it, it is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it Over, sounds, overwhelmingly, actors find it uncomfortable. It sounds like a very, yeah, very unsexy experience. Yeah. And, to, like, and it, have to do this that same motion or, like, yeah. I was going to say that same motion yeah. and over and over. I mean, that's, that's a little, you know, I can forgive that. Yeah. But like to, to mm-hmm. have to like deliver the same like, yeah. you know, weird romantic line like a hundred yeah. times and keep yeah. all the continuity going. Totally. And, and especially like one of the things that's come out, one of the <laughs> one of the comments that I've received a lot okay. is that the camera's really far away. Ah, hmm. Right? Like they're, they're maybe 10 feet away from you and just zooming in a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wonder why that is. I think is. Uh, to not get in your way, maybe. I guess, um, but like sometimes but I know, you I, need like you know. I know that in general, you want to do things with like dif- you know different field of view stuff, yeah. don't you? I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not a. I'm not a director. I guess it would depend on the director, but like you know, I'm not a director. Usually for like standard like film st- stuff, where it's just two people talking, right? It's I mean, like right yeah. over the other person's shoulder, right? So you want to like show their point of view and stuff. But the, the camera itself is not right over the person's shoulder. The camera itself is maybe like four or five feet behind the person, and then okay. they zoom in. Right. Um, or they like in post they crop it. Ah. Um, but I know that like even when like it probably depends on where you're filming, right? Like if they were filming in your room, they they couldn't be ten feet away. Well, yeah, because my room is tiny because little your box room is that we're in right now. But if, also, if, do you side note? Do you enjoy the blankets all over my walls? I do actually. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It makes it feel like we're in a yeah. like weird modern art gallery. 
you know, like of like, the new of like, of fire. like, like retro, you know. Well, have you been bed, to like the National spreads. Gallery where there's like this entire gigantic room that's just huge paintings of one solid color? I have not. It's fine. I don't think I would enjoy that. It's a. Yeah, I like. I like an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, huh. you were you were saying. Um, but yeah, and and so like like different like some directors themselves feel super uncomfortable, and so we'll just um. Well, like get one take and like that's all that's all they do, right? If if the okay. actors do everything they were supposed to do, then that's it, they're done. But then right. there are other directors who like treat it like any other scene, right? And will just go like no, like give proper, um, not necessarily critique, but like direction, right? You know, um, and then and you end up getting one of those really artsy directors that makes you do like <laughs> hundred and twenty takes. Oh man, I've I've fortunately never worked with that kind of director. I have. I, have, I feel like you have to be you have to establish yourself as a genius first. And then yeah. once you've done that, you can get away with that kind of thing. I mean, if you're I Stanley have, Kubrick, yeah. fine. <laughs> if you're if you are still in school, you cannot do this kind of thing. No. And if I you have, do this kind of thing, get out, get out now. <laughs> I have done like a, a movie where we had to do like a lot of takes because I just wasn't getting a certain thing. And right. Then, and then especially those, this is the movie that I believe you saw. Yeah, this is the one where you're a private yeah. investigator trying to find out find a pretty girl. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Um, and there were like, like, fortunately a lot of the lines were improv So one thing that the director did with me and with other people sometimes was that if certain parts of the, the, the text weren't really sinking in, um, he would just kind of change the camera angle, sit in front of you and just ask you questions and just hear you talk. And you would kind of, you'd kind of ad lib something and then right. he would and then in post he would he would edit it so that it would it make sense in the conversation okay yeah I've, I've had a lot of experience with that with like tv interviews and yeah. stuff where they yeah that, that's the most comfortable because sometimes with tv interviews they're like i don't know they're a lot more scripted like they have a conversation with you beforehand and then they ask they basically tell you to say what you said before yeah. but like that's in a weird. more succinct that's way which is really weird. weird but the best ones that i've had is just like you know you sit across from the person and they ask you a bunch of questions yeah and you just say things and For then sure. they figure it out later and mm. it usually works really well yeah but yeah so but i've never thought about that in like actual fiction acting because tv I, is I different mean, you know like this was only ever with with this one director right okay. like i've never experienced that before especially because it's hard to manage continuity when someone's ad-libbing true right um but I remember it being like an especially emotional moments and and it was very, very draining and we'd do that for like twenty minutes and then have to take like a forty five minute break. Wow. Um because it like takes a lot out of you to make this stuff up and have like generate all this all this emotional energy. Oh and yeah, and you and have to be done. in that same emotional space for a, a long time. Yeah. And I like guess that's true of a lot of acting, eh? That you have like yeah. if you're doing one scene that takes a couple of hours yeah. to, to keep yourself in that same space where you're like you just like say you just found out something and you're super shocked yeah. to like be there for two hours. That's yeah. Like, and like, it's it, that's it, weird. Yeah. And like p- part of it is the, you know, how did the director works? If the director like spaces it out or if he puts it all together, like that will affect you differently. And like not one is not better than the other. Right. But, um, it's just different. It just depends on the, on the, the, the effect that you want to have. And it depends on what you're trying to get out of your actors. And presumably that's the kind of thing that your actors are already expecting. Yeah, you know, if if they know that you're doing all of the most emotional stuff at first, and then going with a more lighthearted at the end, they should know that. For sure. Do 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 people like when you're acting? Do people usually tell you that beforehand? Like, do they give you a good schedule of like, okay, here's how you're gonna have to feel today? <laughs> um, like generally, you have 
Uh, I've like the the only real feature length film I've ever done was that improv one. Yeah. And what was it called again? It was called Artifacts of Idealism. Artifacts of Idealism. It's on YouTube, uh, royalty free. No, okay. no right. So if y'all want to go look it up, go look it up. Go Artifacts and of go and think think it. Yeah. Think it. Think it. It is interesting. Watch it. It is interesting. It's an interesting movie. I mm. find. But um, Simon was paid to say that, so don't trust me. <laughs> I actually wasn't paid at all. Um, so, um, like, I I had a good idea of all of the scenes. And like we had a like a sort of breakdown of all of the scenes, and I knew them, and I knew which scenes were done when. Um, and like I, I, <clears throat> pardon me, I myself didn't have that many particularly emotional bits. I had mm. a couple. Right, you were kind of the guy facilitating the story. Yeah, like I was like my character was very much a mirror character where he just sort of reflects back all the ideologies and the opinions of everybody else. Okay. Um, so in in that sense, Kinda that was like you in real life. Uh, wah, wah. Yeah. I don't, I, that's not true. You're pretty opinionated. I'm pretty opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it, it, I I know that if if they do, if if the the director does give you the schedule, you know every scene where they're all going to be. And I think mm. it, you know it, different directors work differently, and some of them might have might space out. Like even like moments within the same scene can be filmed days apart. Right. Um, and that that depends on a lot of things, right? Like generally, if you have an actor who's only in two scenes, you'll film those two scenes near each other. Yeah. Um, and then if you've got an actor who's there all the time, right? Then you can afford to just like have him around and you know have a couple days where he's not in anything because you've got this other actor who's in and or whatever. How common is it in in film to act- to like film sequentially? Like, I've heard about it happening in very specific projects, yeah. but it's always kind of, like, when you hear about it in an interview, it's always a weird thing. that They're like, wow, yeah. you filmed this sequentially. Wow, that's um, so cool. I mean, I, I don't know for sure. I know that it's not super common. I think, in general, you, like, try to, I would right. say, but it's not it's not obligatory. You know, like, part of it, like, as an actor, it's your job to put yourself in a situation, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Um. I I can I can think of one movie that was filmed as one take. Uh, it's called The Russian Ark. Oh, or The Russian Arch. It was actually filmed in one. So it's basically a, a single play. take. No, it's not. It's um okay. It, like the camera moves around and people go in and they talk and things happen and like I th- I think the thing happens like inside a mansion or maybe a little bit outside. Is it filmed with one camera? Yep, one camera, one okay. take. Okay, that's like I mean production was a week. Hitchcock's Rope was like that, but it was it, he faked it. Like, oh, did he? And it's kind of well. It's kind uh, of obvious that he fakes it. Like it, it's based on a play, which is why he did it like that because it's supposed to be kind of a play feel. And the camera does move around, but every once in a while, the camera will just extreme zoom onto someone's like jacket or something uh, until it's just gray, and then it'll f- zoom back out again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, that's Hitchcock. That's weird. That's a uh, you did yeah. what you have to do. I'll give it to you. Yeah, but no, the the Russian arch is actually like a single take. Wow. The whole thing is one take, and um. Uh, I it's like one take is always super impressive. Yeah. Um, especially um, well, how many I how many takes do you think they did of that one take? Production was weak, and so I think they did a, like a dozen. Okay. But with like two months of two or three months of rehearsal. So it's basically like putting on a play in that yes. case for the actors, and then f- f- like choosing the best version yes. of the play. But it's from within like those performances. It's a play that happens on a bunch of different stages at a bunch of different times. All wow. within the same mansion. That's impressive. Yeah, it it is. I think I think the movie's in Russian, but well, I have my I myself have not seen it, but I've heard a lot of. Good I'm things. sure you can find it subbed or dubbed on thepiratebay.se. Yeah. That 
Should we be advertising that? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm in no way condoning, up for discussion, in no way condones using the piratebay.se to download copyrighted material, Woo! including but but not limited to Sorry. Russian films that are subbed and or dubbed, Yep, but is not liable for the fact that it has commented on the existence of such websites. Yeah. Have you seen Daredevil on Netflix? Yes. Have, do you Do you know that the fight scene in the hallway in like episode two or something? Where he this is this is getting a little bit so it's like an episode. Hello, one fan who might have seen this on Netflix. They it's a really popular show. So it's it's like he's he, um, a kid is kidnapped and he goes to get him and he like goes into this I don't know like mob and there's a bunch of guys in a hallway and he like tries to beat them all up. Yeah, so he he like beats the crap out of all of them, but it's it's like a five minute scene yeah. fight scene. It's one take. That's impressive. And, and the like the camera moves back and forth, but stays entirely in the hallway. And a, like a lot of the fights happen inside individual rooms. Okay. And so like you'll you know he'll like run in, and then you'll hear a bunch of sounds, and then a guy flies out, or the door breaks down, and then he runs out, and he's like it like just the choreography of the fight itself, the acting of the fight, the cinematography itself is just incredible. It is such a good scene. Go watch Daredevil on Netflix. We're not yeah. paid to say this. No. I think the last movie I heard about being filmed sequentially, it was something, I can't remember what it was, but it was a movie that was mostly child actors. And I think... Oh, Boyhood. Was it Boyhood? No, no, yeah, no. Boyhood's you, that one where, where they like the person actually grows up, right? Yeah, where like they started filming... It's like a fiction Right, where they movie. filmed it over like 12 years with the yeah. same actors. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. I mean, that, that was so cool sequential. Concept. Yeah. But like this is it like it wasn't because of that it was just because the director said like working with children it's a lot harder to get them to like put them in that like just take a, a scene out of context and put them in that emotional state like that makes sense so to, to sort of get a more realistic um, you know yeah. emotional reaction from the kids they yeah. did it sequentially it might have been was it E T I don't know if it was E T but sidetrack huh. have you seen the like there's a video on YouTube of the like the audition tape of the kid who played ET, uh, played like not I the kid not who played ET, this, no. the kid who played the kid from ET. What's his name? I can't even remember. Elliot, Elliot. The, you go and watch this video because this video is it was like the he just they brought this kid in and like one take they were just like okay we're gonna tell you a story, um, we're like this there's a man at your house and he's he's you've you've got an alien friend that you've been hiding in your house and he wants to take your alien friend away. And you don't want him to take him away. Go. And this kid just does this, like, five-minute monologue that is, like, it's just jaw-dropping. It's just, just That's like, cool. completely heart-wrenching. I and really want to see that. immediately after he ends, the last thing is just the director off-screen off being like, kid, you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. It's a pretty, it's an epic moment. That is cool. Yeah. I'll show it to you once this is wrapped. And yeah. all y'all in the comments, go on YouTubes and search things. Yeah. And then... You can experience this moment of movie magic. This episode of Upper Discussion is brought to you by E.T. and Elliot. E.T. And, and Elliot, they run away. Yes, E.T. See, it's clever because E and T are the first and last letters of Elliot. And Elliot also Ooh. kind of sounds like alien and just so many. It, it was clever. This episode of Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you by Cleverness. Cleverness, it gets you places. Cleverness, the thing that velociraptors have. Clever girl. How about you? How was your week? I never. Oh, shoot. You, we. This is all an offshoot of how my week <laughs> was. How been, was your week? Wow, it's been uh, fifty-five minutes, and we haven't <laughs> talked about me yet. How is this like every conversation we ever have? <laughs>
I feel so bad because I know that I have a tendency to do this, but you also have a tendency to just be really curious about other people. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I like being <laughs> empathetic. It's a weakness of mine. But that's I okay. I wouldn't people, call that a weakness. People already know too much about me. I don't want to tell them everything. I um, I just want to know how your week was. It was good. I uh, I was at a wedding. I went to Ontario. Oh, cool. And uh, shout out to my cousin Mark and his new wife, Emily, who are both really cool. Congratulations, Mark and Emily. Um, yeah, it was really cool because my... my uh, Markley? Markley? Markley. 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 Definitely I like Markley. Markley. My brother was home. My brother, Tommy, hasn't been home since like... Oh, yeah. He was on the podcast last week. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. So you guys all heard that. But then he you know, he came to the wedding. So it was cool to like cool. hang out with him and like emotionally connect, you know? Yeah. So that was fun. Um, cool. Yeah, what else has been going on this how's week? Your, how's your project coming along, coming along, your next video? Oh, dear. Oh, man. Should I, should I tell this story? <laughs> yes, please do. Oh, dear. We got time. Because this is not, this is not a time. fun story. This is a... Go for it. This is what, what's been like, making me angry this week. Oh, well, is it, is it discussion worthy? Um, it is. Then it's podcast worthy. All right. So without going into details, um, I was, this past couple months, I've been working on a, a piece commissioned by a certain individual um, who is well-known in the uh, astrophysics community about oh. his work. Um, it, was, it was actually commissioned by his wife. Um, and I oh, had... It was very fun. It was going to be really cool. And they were like going to pay me a bunch, and they already did pay me a bunch. And then last week it broke that said guy has been sexually harassing people no. in his oh, university for like no. the past 10 years. And there was this big... Like even before, uh, even before they hired me for this project, there was this guy's name is, is Jeff Marcy. You can go look him up. He's uh, I mean, uh, I don't I don't want to pass judgment on people, but I am. This is this is sort of combined with a couple other things in my life to be like men of the world. You suck. You suck a bunch. Stop doing that. Um, so, anyways, he he's like he's resigning from his position, and obviously. That because the song was going to be like from his perspective almost. Oh um, no! Oh. And like I had a whole bunch of it written and recorded, so oh. that I'm kind of scrapping. So you're not you're not gonna keep going with it. Well, I think like it's a good project. It's a good idea. It's like his his field is is exoplanet research, cool. and it's so like planets around other stars. For those of you who aren't aware, and oh, he's like a, I feel so, oh and, like he, he's one of the big names in this field. So I was like super psyched to work with him, you know, but. Had to go and be that guy. Be a jerk. You? So, like, are you just going to tweak it a little bit, or are well, you scrapping the project completely? The thing is that, like, they had already paid... The, I was in kind of a weird spot because they'd actually paid me a bunch already to, like, work on it. Um, and, like, I'd been living almost off, like, off the advance to do this project while I was working on it. Um, so, luckily, when this whole story broke, I, I worked it out um, with his wife that I would, like, refund them what I could and then keep the rest for, like, as... You know, payment for what I'd done on the project. Yeah, because you did do something. Yeah, and I did a bunch, and I feel sort of entitled to that, given that they like they knew this story was going to break a long what? time ago. Like, like what? The, the verdict on on the the verdict on on like the internal inquiry was three months ago. The inquiry started before they hired me in March. So like, okay. So this this is the thing that they. They knew it was happening. And also, like, this guy has been receiving complaints about this stuff since, like, 2003. Wow. <laughs> Man. It's just, I, it's just uh, one of these cases where, like, like universities, if, if you're listening to this and you're, like, a member of a university or, like, you have the capacity to do something about this, 
Go and change your policy on sexual harassment because right now, if you're a standard university, it probably really benefits the people in power who always can get away with stuff like this and it gets ignored because like the and even you know, if you're not professors a- are super hard to get rid of and it's a big pain and they give you lots of money and then meanwhile you make it really hard for girls to be in science and, and even if you're bad. not even if you're not in a position to make that kind of of changes at least be vocal about it at least like speak out and say that that's not okay yeah because a lot of, like the truth is that a lot of people who end up being the victims of harassment like they have a lot to lose like often they're they're the students of of these people or they're like their their whole career is going to depend on this person's recommendation and as soon as they speak out like forget it you're not never going to get a letter of recommendation from this person again so yeah if you know if if you can do something about this because you're not under threat of anything do so. So I think yes. Like I'm I'm going to start researching this and I think I'm going to do like an acapella science like vlog post about it because okay. Yeah. I I want to be part of changing yeah. the conver- and like bringing that conversation That's to you. That's a YouTube. really good idea. Um yeah. and like talking about, "Hey mm-hmm. guys, this is a thing that needs to change." Because even yeah. talking to like like people who aren't involved like like most girls I talk to are like like I they they feel like they wouldn't even make a video about it yeah because it's like if you're a girl and you talk about this stuff then everybody thinks you're you're just looking for attention or you're you know making yourself into a victim or whatever which is, is shitty right and then if you're a guy it's absolutely shitty and you have no experience with it then you talk about it and everybody's like oh yeah that makes sense man so yeah. that's shitty but I think that you know being someone who has really no repercussions. We're talking about that like i should talk about it so but i think that like especially as men i think we have a like a responsibility to also speak out about this right yeah. because like if, even if you just if the only thing you say is this is not okay right like if there's uh you know there's there, there's this whole thing about like hashtag not all men or not every man or whatever yeah and it's like yes it's true that not all men like are you know sexual harassers sexual harassers sexual assaulters sexual um, criminals i don't know yeah but the, but but the, the thing is that like like there, there's a thing where not all men are rapists but every rapist thinks every man is a rapist wow that's a that's a really like that's a really interesting like statement. if you i mean like it's it, like the, uh, I, I would say that every, a like lot everyone of, like a lot everyone of, thinks like yeah these people people who like prey on other people think that all other men do this yeah and i think most of the time to. they don't think of it as what it's labeled, right? They don't think of it as sexual harassment or they don't think of it as assault, no, right? No, exactly. You saw that even with like the extreme cases like Gian Gameshi. Like he yeah. was like, oh yeah, this is just my quirks, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it is it is important for us to stand up and be like, no, yeah. n- you're, this is not okay. This is, You're not allowed to do that and everybody else is... Thinks this is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like even like uh, even like guys guys who, who do this, they know that not, all, not every man does it, but they think... Somewhere inside them, they believe that every man wants to. Right. And that's not true. <laughs> Sorry, man. And, like, it's it's a matter of, of these people knowing that that's not true. Because then they realize, oh, this is not normal. This is not, you know. Yeah. This, this is not in everybody. And then it becomes, like, in their eyes, perhaps less okay. Yeah. And I think, but, like, even even convincing those people is kind of... I th- I think like that that's very important that's part of it and the other half of it is like 
you know, standing with people who are already victims and people who are going to yeah, be victims absolutely. because there's going to be a lot more of them. Absolutely. And being like, no, like next time we will take you seriously. Like next time we will make sure that you know you can go to someone in, th- in authority and like, yeah. be listened to yeah. and have, you know, your mm-hmm. what you say be taken mm-hmm. as, you know, presumed to be credible, you know? Yeah. Man, that sucks. Yeah. So, uh, so what what are you gonna do with um with your with your video? Uh, the video's on hold, but it's like it's a good it's uh, you know there's a lot of good ideas in it. I think it has some brilliance in it, and it's it was like it's not just about him. It's about the entire history of like exoplanet research, um and like the history and the future of it. And there's a lot of parts that like I can keep. I just have to rework a few sections of it. But I think right. eventually it's a big project. So probably it's going to go on hold for a bit. I'm going to put out yeah. something that I've like another project that I've already done a bunch of work on yeah. that I kind of shelved to work on this. Do you do you have any projects like on hold like on like sort of stock projects that, you know? Yeah, I've got I've got yeah. one that's a it's already mostly recorded. It's a it's an original rap song. Ooh! Oh, I think it, I think I've heard this. Was this the one that you did this summer? Yeah, I did. This, so, oh, I love that one. So that was if you, great. If you happened to be at Eureka this summer in the old port of Montreal, which the ten of you, yeah, the ten of you <laughs> I, were there. I guess the nine of you because I was there, and the ten French children who probably had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> Mama? Um, if you heard Mama, that, that's that's the song that I'm doing next. If if not, it's a uh, it's gonna be sort of like a nerd manifesto. I I so. really like it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I think I think it's got some good things. So looking forward to that. I'm gonna try cool. to drop that like before the the Canada Smartest Person finale, which I'm oh, gonna be on. Yeah, you didn't hear? I won what? my Canada Smartest Person Yay. episode. Well, I, you're gonna be on the semi semifinals, right? The final final. <clears throat> you won the. I didn't. I didn't watch the uh, the the, the semifinal. Well, no, no. There's no semifinal. It's just one round. So there's there's eight episodes. Yeah. And in every episode, it in the first seven episodes, there is a winner. And then in yeah. the eighth episode, all of those winners battle in the finale. All the seven winners battle. Yeah. Ooh. The seven winners and a surprise Yay. guest. Yay. Oh. So it's eight people in total. What do you think the surprise guest is going to be? Well, you know who the I, surprise guest is. I've already <laughs> filmed the thing. <laughs> can, you, can you make an... Uh... I'll tell you with my eyes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Guys, so tune make sure in to tune in. November twenty second. November twenty second. CBC at CBC. eight eight p.m. eight thirty in Newfoundland. Oh, speaking yeah. of CBC and Newfoundland, what? The elections just happened. Happy Trudeau Day. Happy Liberal. I guess Thursday. Happy Liberal Thursday. Mm. True Day. <laughs> liberal Thursday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. No, but they will be listening to this on a Thursday. I don't know. I think I'm going to post it tonight. Oh, that's what Tom said to do. Well, most people will be listening. Happy Day. Happy day. Happy day. We, I, how do you feel about him? Um, I, we, I love how so much, like the immediate dialogue, this is such an internet age because all the immediate dialogue around Justin Trudeau on the, the, the internet has been on how attractive he is. He and is how a much good he, looking man. And how I wish well I he can like do him. the smolder. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, yep, internet, I, thank you. I mean, I've always thought he was a good looking man, but I've never cared much about it. Mm. Well, he had um, that good period with like the D'Artagnan like he had goatee and mustache. When he had really long hair, I think that was his peak. Okay, well, then you he would cut th- his hair. You would think that. I would think that. In any case, congratulations to Mr. Trudeau, the first son of a prime minister to go back to the house where he grew up. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. He's kind of the uh, he's kind of the Roosevelt, yeah, the Roosevelt of, of Canada. Were there two Roosevelts? Yeah, dude. There, I knew there were two Bushes. 
I don't yeah. know about no Roosevelt's. Who yeah. was the first Roosevelt? Teddy. Teddy? Teddy. Oh, I Teddy thought Roosevelt. Teddy was the second. Oh, no. shoot. The second one was like Franklin uh, Delano. Yeah. How did I not think Frankie. of this until now? Frankie D. I can't believe that I didn't know that there were those guys were related. Frankie Dero. Are they? Hey, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, you're American. You should know this. Are the two Roosevelt's? I mean, Roosevelt strikes me as as not a particularly common but they name. C- they could be cousins, you know. Like, like they don't have to be That's son true. and That's son true. and daughter. Wait. <laughs> Anyways, are the Francine Ro- Delano Roosevelt? Are you American? Do you care about Canadian elections? Are the Roosevelts in fact related? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. What does that mean? That's what you said. I said, let us know. But you said it weird, so it kind of sounded like lettuce snow. I believe that one should take l- iceberg lettuce and then shave it, and it becomes lettuce snow. Nice. So this has been up for discussion, guys. <laughs> um, thanks for sticking with us as we went from long talks about fashion to what else did we talk about? To s- simulating sex for a microphone to various serious discussions about yeah. sexual harassment in academia. Yeah. All the way through to lightest snow. Yeah. I I had come up with a six-word story for today. Oh, yeah. Go for it. But then I forgot it because I didn't write it down. Jeez, <laughs> I thought about man. it in the shower, and I was like, this is so good. I'm going to bring it on Wednesday to Tim, and then I forgot it. All right. I've got a six-word story. Go for it. I thought about it while showering. In, uh, in, in one of my classes... Um, we uh we do this thing because like when 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 someone's in a theater class is doing an exercise right you don't you you try to not actually clap right, right. because you're not performing so we do this thing because it feels weird to not clap so we do this thing where everyone just claps once oh uh, yeah we do that I've I've done that it's pretty things. fun it's pretty funny it's especially fun to try to time it but then you don't so you end up with like yeah yeah it's like a yeah. A two-step kind of thing. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, uh, I have been Tim Blay. You can follow me at Acapella Science on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Acapella Science, YouTube.com slash Acapella Science, whatever. You probably came from there. You know Yeah, this. you know. Uh, I'm Simon. You can follow me at Know the Other Simon on, like, every platform. I yeah. know the other Simon everywhere. Are you on, on uh, the, the Snapchats? Uh, I am, but I don't check it. <laughs> so don't do things. I also, like, only follow one person. You do? You don't follow me? No. You jerk. No. All right. Well, I don't have yeah. a ukulele, so I'm going to end by blowing Wait, no, into let's, this beer let's, bottle. Let's end it like we started. Ready? Uh, all right. Tim, Tim and Simon, Simon in the morning. The nice. end. See you next week. <laughs>